just a boy with a sling and a stone But the heart of a lion dared him to go To hear the sound of the cynical Die out with the sound of the giant's fall Good morning and welcome to church. Thank you for joining our online community. Um, it's getting warmer, the days are getting longer, weather is improving and one of those days we will get together with more people in more spaces and more places. I really do hope that we can get together as church sooner than later. But uh, we'll keep you up to date. For the next five weeks we're going to work with David, going to have a look at his life. Um, the series called Dare to Believe. Um, how David's life and his challenges challenge each one of us in our own lives. Before we all start our sermon this morning, let's just bow our heads in prayer. The Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. i 
Jesus, we come this morning before your throne. We come to you this morning while we know that you are our God, that you loves us. That you know each one of us by heart. We come this morning and we want to thank you for this amazing opportunity to share scripture together, to worship together, to pray together. Even though we not physically with each other, we know that you are with each one of us. Bless the sermon. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. I don't know when last did someone dare you to do something. Um, teenagers are fun, fun with daring. They, they like to be dared. And they are very keen on taking part of all kind of challenges taking place. Their social media are full of these. Remember a while ago there was this ice bucket challenge. And after that there was a challenge 30 days, 30 push-ups for 30 days. All kind of fun people are doing. Eat this, wear this, do this, jump down this place. Um, all kind of things people do, short-term fun. Most of them are just fun. Doesn't last long, doesn't make a big difference. But what if, what if there is a dare that can have a massive impact in your life? Change your life forever. Will you take it? That's what the story of David is about. And that's exactly what David's life wanted to challenge us with. Because David, David are, are being challenged to keep on believing even if no one else take notice of him. Even though he had to face giants on his own. Even though he, if he had, even though he had to, to, to run away from a king who wanted to take his life. Even though he almost lost all his credibility with another man's woman. And even though his, his, his son died. Will you keep on believing? Or are you going to go your own way? Do your own thing? Or are you going to put your heart somewhere else? That makes a bigger difference. Let's start reading about David. Um, the challenge of week one is, are you going to keep on believing even if people expect something else from you? Let's read 1 Samuel 16 verse 1. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king of Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. Do you remember? There was another king in Bethlehem. Thousands years later, we met Jesus. He was born in Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take an heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. 
Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourself and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things human beings look at. People look at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and he and made him pass in front of Samuel. Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then made Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, no, no, has the Lord chosen this one? Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered, he's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him, we will not sit down until he arrives. So we sent and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. And the Lord said, rise, Samuel, and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came on David in power. Samuel then went on to Ramah. That concludes our scripture reading. David, the story of David, we can only fully understand if we take a short look at the story of Saul. Because um, in chapter 16, verse 1 started with the words, The Lord said to, said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king of Israel? Saul's story is, the sto is a sad story of a leader who wants to follow his own mind. He didn't want to be 100% committed to the Lord. He didn't want to be faithful to everything the Lord told him to do. And then almost to illustrate the complete opposite, we read the story of David. How the Lord calls and chooses cho a simple shepherd boy to be the next king. Someone who... Most of us maybe even wouldn't have taken notice of. Not even his dad did. Because he didn't take him along when they were invited to the offerings. Because what, what happened? When, when um, Samuel came in Bethlehem, he asked Isai and his son to prepare themselves to take part in the offering. And that was a massive honor to be invited. But Jesse leaves David to take care of the sheep. Took his other seven sons with. But for some or other reason, David wasn't invited. Stands in the back of the line. Maybe not big enough, maybe not old enough. Maybe ne no one thought he was 
valued him enough to take him with. And if I understand the story right, his dad had enough other people to tend the sheep. There's no, re no reason why, why David had to do that. But the important lesson the Lord wanted to teach Samuel is that God looks in a different way at people. We read in verse 5 that um, Samuel are ordered to consecrate Jesse and his sons, which, which actually mean they go through a ritual of washing. Mostly the hands, sometimes face, sometimes feet as well. But the point is, they've got to prepare themselves. They've got to clean themselves before they come into the presence of the Lord. That's the reason why we, um, we, we often in church, we get the opportunity to, to come to the Lord and, and pray to Him. To come to the Lord and, and um, tell Him to cleanse us of our sins. Do repentance. Ask Him to forgive us. That's why we put on nice clothes when we go to church. Because we want to be clean when we come into His presence. Just remember, Samuel was looking for a new king. But the Lord looks in a different way at people. That's the reason I tells him in 1 Samuel 16 verse 7, he tells him, But the Lord said to, said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height. The Lord does not look at the things humans, human beings look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And Samuel, Samuel is a quick learner. When Abinadab comes around, he, he sees the same. The Lord hasn't chosen this one. And when Shammah came, the next one, the third son, he, he, Samuel, no, it's not this boy. And the next four, exactly the same. It's not, not that the Lord has rejected them and didn't, didn't want to use them. He didn't want to use them for this job. This was to be king of Israel was something special. And, and God is in the business of looking for someone that he can make king. 1 Samuel 13, 14 tells us that when the Lord starts to look for a king, he told Samuel, I'm, I'm looking for someone whose heart is close to me. God is looking into our hearts the whole time. It's for God important what is in your heart this morning. Because what's in our heart determines who we really are. It's the only way that the Lord will know if he can trust us, if he really can use us. And then, if Samuel's seven sons go past, uh, is Jesse's seven sons go past, Samuel didn't find the right one. And, but he knew, the Lord told him, one of Jesse's sons will be king. Therefore, he asked him, do you have another son? Isn't there someone else? You must remember, God already knew David, knew everything of David. God already had a plan for David. Long before Samuel saw him for the first time. Even, even for his, his dad and his brothers, he's a little lighty that stays, stays at home and tends the sheep while we go to important meetings and stuff. Even then, the Lord already knew David. The Lord already knew what was in David's heart. 
That's why I told Samuel, I'm looking for someone whose heart is right. I'm looking at, 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 at what's going on the inside of him. Not what people can see. And, and if we look at the later life of David, if you look at the Psalms that David has written down, you, 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 you discover here is someone, you find here is someone that, that whose heart is close to the Lord, whose heart is open for the Lord, who, who, who don't hesitate to, to express himself before the Lord, who has a relationship with the Lord. The Lord knows that in our heart is the, it's the, it's the, the center of our character. It tells who we really are. It's not important how much you earn or what kind of job you do. It's not important um, what your outer appearances look like. It's not important what kind of car you, you drive or where you live. That doesn't count in the eyes of the Lord. We see that he chose, chose you and a and, and, and simple shepherd boy. Nothing determines our identity and who we can become than what the Lord sees in us. We aren't the sum of other people's opinions. It doesn't matter what other people think of us. It doesn't matter of what I accomplished or what I didn't accomplish. It doesn't matter if I made mistakes in my life. It doesn't matter if I made a massive success of my life. Our identity is not there. Our identity is in our hearts. How often do we doubt that? How often do we doubt measure ourselves in people's opinions? How often do we give up on ourselves because we think we're not good enough? That's not the way the Lord looks at us. He sees us just as we are. Because when David came in, there was no need to go through cleansing. There was no need to go through a dedication ceremony. He just accepted him as he is because his heart is ready. There's no need to repent of your sins. No, no need even to put on your best clothes. Come as you are with your shepherd clothes. Because your heart is ready for the Lord to work. Ready for the Lord to use you. Maybe, maybe we didn't expect the Lord to choose David. But the Lord looks at people in a different way. We see that's what Jesus did, the way he treated people, the way he was open and accepted people. And if we, if we are busy with the life of David, we need to ask a few tough questions the whole time. I've got to challenge you. So I've got to ask you, how important is the opinion of people to you? What compromises will you make to be accepted? How important is it for you that people like you and accept you and include you? We can't 
live a life to please people. We can't build a life and build our securities on external things. We can't do that. The second question we've got to talk about is, is how do you judge people? How do you put people in little boxes? In what ways do you look at people and think that you are better than them? And how, how, how are we being challenged to look deeper and not to outward, outward appearances? We've got to look deeper. We've got to be more than our outside, than our clothes, than our cars. Maybe the most important question is, what's in your heart? I know the Lord already knows what there. You already know who you are, what you're hiding, what you're ashamed about, what you're afraid for. I know that. And then we must listen to 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. If, if the Lord tells Samuel, the Lord does not look at the things human beings look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Tuesday night, I had a disturbing phone call, called my son Mika that was in uni. The first thing he said was, Dad, I have not good news. And you know, it's almost as if your heart miss a beat. Because you know something serious is wrong. He told us they were a group of seven friends. He told us that one of one of the, one of their friends, Ulisa, disappeared on Saturday morning. People couldn't find him. Reported him to the reported to, to the police, missing person, and they found his body on Tuesday evening. Um, he took his own life, and um, it's just so sad and so scary to think how how what can I do to protect my kids, my people from something like this happening? Uh, what can I do to prevent people from giving up hope? Because that's what solved it. The end of his life. Took his own life. And the only comfort I have is that, is the hope that if I put my heart on the Lord, there's more. Psalm 16, David writes the following. Listen to this when he says, Psalm 16, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night when my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Lord, you are my life. And I think that's what David's story wants to teach us this morning. 
even if no one gives you a chance, even if you don't think that you're good enough, the Lord already knows what's in your heart. Nothing is more important for Him than that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that we can come this morning and open up our hearts. You know who we are. You know what we think, what we do. You know our plans and our dreams, our fears and our worries. You know everything about us, Lord Jesus. You know how, how important it is for us to impress people. You know how, how much time we spend on outward appearances. Lord Jesus, we don't want to build our lives on that. We want to build our lives on you. Because you already know who we are. And you have plans for each one of us. Thank you for David. Thank you that, that he was good enough even if he was the youngest shepherd boy. Even if his dads and his brothers didn't think that he's good enough, in your eyes he was good enough because his heart was true. Lord Jesus, we come this morning and want to ask you to work in our hearts, to change our hearts, our minds, our lives. We want to follow you. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. We have opportunity to bring our offerings. Um, you've got all the information down below. Thank you for everyone that gives and that keeps on giving. Our birthdays for the weeks the following. Um, Liane Jonker, Dirk Brunk, Zach Gelderblom, Lennart O'Reerden and Sunei de Tuey as their birthdays this week. May the Lord bless you. May it be a special day for each one of you. I want to invite you to our to week two of our um, series Dare to Believe, Story of David. And just to help you, just to um, challenge you, to keep on reminding you, we're making small key holders. Um, you'll see here's two examples of them. Uh, you can see them nice, Dare to Believe. Um, you can go onto a website, you've got the link here. Uh, order your own, order for your family. It's just something to remind you, that, to challenge you the whole time to keep on believing. Um, for our cell groups, there will be material available um, to follow the series. If you're not in a small group and you want to take part, you can um, contact us on a Thursday evening. There's the link down below for our small groups. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Just to breathe
I'll be.